Hello and welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air, online. It's up there seven days a week. The show is always running. Well, certainly running is, is the way to put it when you, when you discuss the one of the two ways in which we, um, we present our show to you, the first being via our radio loop. That is a loop that is running of the show whenever you go to our, uh, our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. Go to the website, go to the second link, hit it, and you will pick up the show wherever it is in the loop. It's running there constantly. It's, it's, it's kind of an analog uh, jolt for you. For those of you who prefer to sort of uh, walk in on a conversation, a la a Harold Pinter play, perhaps, or that's the way Pinter plays uh, were often defined back in the heyday of Harold Pinter plays at that time. Um, Of course, anything that we have up on the radio loop is also up on our podcast feed. That, too, is accessible at www.centerlefttalkradio.com. Clearly marked. It's the first link you hit when you come on the page. You'll see it. It says podcasts. And the second link says radio loop. It's kind of hard to miss. Take your choice. Listen to center-left radio. You've made that choice right now. That's how you're listening to us, and uh, we're glad you have. Uh, We've been sort of on a common track in the last few shows, and and I've been sort of building up to uh, an event that's going to take place on the 20th of this month. That's, let's see, today is the 14th. It's a Friday. So next Thursday, we will be recording for for broadcast on Friday uh, what I refer to as a Noble Hearts Forum. And it's uh, it's from uh, the word Noble Hearts uh, being taken from our high school song, the high school being Regis High School in New York City. Uh, at the time, rated the top high school in the country at the time that I was going there with a bunch of guys who will be on this show, and now uh, demoted, if you will, to the lowly rank of best Catholic high school in America. Uh, it was uh, it was a Jesuit institution. There aren't a lot of Jesuits left in general, and there are maybe one possibly two left involved with Regis. Um, Things have changed in that institution. What hasn't changed, though, is the uh, intellectual strength and curiosity, and I would add intellectual honesty, for the most part. There's a lot of smart people who aren't particularly intellectually honest who are out there these days, but the group that we're going to have on is intellectually honest, and uh, represents several sides of the equation. The basic topic for conversation is going to be essentially that if, if Donald Trump 
runs, and it wouldn't be if he is, certainly it won't be if he is, uh, from what we're hearing, if he is uh, nominated. No, if, if he declares himself the candidate. The RNC is talking right now about absolutely prohibiting, prohibiting uh, primaries. We, we, we don't even want to have the notion of multiple ideas out there. Our, our grasp on, on power and on reality, clearly, is so tenuous that the only way we can even imagine uh, having a candidate is by declaration, by simply a, a rousing cry in the Nuremberg Stadium uh, where everybody simply by acclamation declares that who else could there be but Donald? It has, it, it's just, it, it allows for so many uh, unsavory analogies. Now, now in fairness, in fairness, it's not typical that a sitting president uh, is challenged extensively uh, in the course of uh, a, a, you know, when, 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 the, when the second term comes up. That's, that's pretty normal. But Donald Trump, you, you may have noticed, is not a sitting president. However, he has self-portrayed himself as a cheated first-term president who should be a sitting president right now. And that imagery, that, that, that shared fantasy, which is currently shared by something like 70% or so of all Republicans, according to the latest Quinnipiac poll that came out yesterday, it's, it's preserving that fantasy and the and basically the contributions, the, 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 the money flow that is used for a whole range of other candidates and causes among Republicans, keeping that grievance, the grievance machine, remains well-stoked and well-oiled if you sustain, as clearly the RNC and others have figured out, if you sustain the notion that there was uh, a, uh, a stolen election. It's not true. It's a lie. It basically was the foundation of the insurrection that took place on January 6th, and it was at the basis of an insurrection that was fomented, that was created, that, that happened on live television, that was brought into existence on live television by the words of the then-sitting President of the United States, Donald Trump. It's all there. It's there for history. You, you, you can't miss it. But yet the Republican Party persists in trying to... They're, they're raising money off of it. This, this, is, the, this is the ugly part. And, and also there's this constant notion that if we challenge, if we allow anyone to challenge Donald... We're basically putting ourselves at risk. We could split the base. We could basically take people away from their anger, away from their grievance. They might even think in terms of platform and, 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 and procedures. They might even think in terms of a, uh, having a program or a set of laws that they might want to see accomplished to put things in place for America. A, a, a counter-candidate to Donald uh, 
might logically begin talking about some of the things that Republicans have eschewed over the course of the last year and plenty more, like why aren't we behind the idea of an expanded Build Back Better infrastructure bill? Why are we not interested in doing things to help the country get out of the COVID uh, malaise uh, without, uh, you know, and, and not and being against masks. Why are we just against things? What if we were for things? What if we, what, what, what could we be for? And to do that, of course, they'd have to run afoul of the only position that Donald Trump has on anything, and that is, I was, I was wronged. Now, he also seems to have a position, curiously, that the vaccines are a good thing. Why? Well, because it's the only thing that he can attach to himself, other than trying to build the, the wall on the southern border, the, the little of it that actually ever got constructed beyond what was there already. Uh, but that's about it. That's the extent of what he did. And even after he had basically pushed the different uh, pharmaceutical companies to, to do a quick development on these things, he absolutely pulled away from any effort whatsoever to organize the distribution of the, the vaccines. No, that, 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 we're going to leave that to the states. And if, God forbid, uh, he had re remained in power... If that, if that basic concept was there, it, and of course it, it goes with the whole anti-federalism, anti-centralized government notion that is part of the grievance-sustaining process for Republicans, for Trumpians, we would probably have, you know, some people have estimated another 100,000 deaths or more, and we'd be in a much worse place than we are right now. We're in a bad enough place as it is in this country because of the way uh, people have responded. The Supreme Court just yesterday uh, struck down a Biden uh, policy, a mandate that OSHA, well, through OSHA, that it could go ahead and, and dictate that companies above a certain size must have vaccinated employees or show proof of testing. And the court said, no. No, that, 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 that OSHA is overreaching its ability. Well, read the OSHA statutes, and, and I wouldn't agree with that. And it was split 6-3, conservatives against the, uh, the progressives on the court. Six conservatives, three progressives, and we basically now have a way of sustaining COVID a little longer than it might otherwise have to be sustained among us. The, the problem of late, the, the biggest problem of late, and, I, and again, I, I, I'll go back to the to the, uh, to, to the sort of the buildup to this particular forum that we'll be recording on the 20th of this month, next Thursday, the 20th of January. The, the, the real cruncher for me and others has been what is perceived as the lack of accountability at the top for 
the events of January 6th, 2021, the obvious insurrection, and of course, the misinformation campaign that still, through Donald and others, is out there saying it was a walk in the park, it was nothing, as a bunch of tourists at the Capitol, nothing really happened, go away, there's nothing to see here. That is fed out to the, uh, the base, and the base holds on to it, and because of how we are set up in social media, and how the campaign funding is set up, and what is necessary to run campaigns, you put all that together, and we have the mechanisms and the motivation to maintain the most graphically obvious lie about one particular day in America and all that preceded and followed it since. We, we live in that era right now. But for those of us in the real world, for the rational among us, hopefully that's most of who's listening right now, there has been a frustration, and, and it's, it's reflected, I think, in the fact that, at least by Quinnipiac standards, Quinnipiac poll, which I saw yesterday, uh, Joe Biden's Quinnipiac rating is somewhere around 33% favorability. That's, that's in low Trump territory. And that, that, that's pretty awful for a guy who at least managed to get the... Um, managed to get at least this, the, the, uh, the, the, the bipartisan part of an infrastructure rebuild in America, get that passed, that has really not gotten a lot of credit for it. There might have been one victory lap or so going around to various places and talking about electric cars and a few other things, but that's not been sustained. It's been continually overwhelmed and, 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 and rewritten or, 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 or basically uh, eliminated in large part. Any, any, any ability to take credit for it is, is, has been struck down or pushed aside by this larger sense that the things that are really, really important to Democrats, to progressives, to preserving the sanctity of the Constitution and holding the country together and demonstrating that there might actually be uh, some kind of uh, common justice available for all under the law, that we're not operating, really operating, in one set of rules for the wealthy and one set of rules for everybody else. That the nasty side of all this is what keeps getting underscored day by day. And you can blame the media. You can blame, you can blame the liberal media. You can blame anyone you like. But that's the message that's coming through. And it, it paints Biden as a somewhat feckless, incompetent, incapable person who is more interested in saying the right thing than in doing it or in certainly working the way a president is supposed to work or the way he would seem to have been able to work in the past to get tough things done. He's stuck with two people, Manchin and Cinema, who basically are stopping the American election process from being uh, basically usurped by a series of Republican legislators around the country who in, 
among other things, canceling out all mail ballots, doing all sorts of things to restrict what times, people, when, who, what, where, how you can really chopping down the ability to vote and things that would statistically affect people of color more. Beyond all that, essentially appointing in several instances, not all, political appointees who can overturn any result that might otherwise be calculated or tabulated by traditional sources a la the Secretary of State of that particular state. If they don't like what they see and they come up with some reason why it shouldn't be, whatever it is, it could be a political, I, I don't, it doesn't feel right, it can be overturned. That's what we face beginning in November of 2022 under the laws that are currently in place in this country. And that's damned scary. I mean, shouldn't there be we've got 50 we've got 50 titularly democratic senators but two of them and Kristen Cinema on the floor of the Senate yesterday did did something beyond amazing she actually said that we have to hold on to the filibuster the filibuster would have to be busted in essence to have a 50 senator vote to basically go ahead and have fair voting in the country fair and uniform voting in the country including like really mind-boggling things like making election day a holiday so that people would actually have time to vote at reasonable hours of the day what what a mind-boggling concept no said Kristen cinema on the floor of the senate yesterday we must preserve the sanctity of the filibuster so that minorities will not be shut out of the governance process. Millions of Americans will lose their voice if we bypass the, the, the glorious, uh, wonderful filibuster that we've had in place, that wonderful rule that allowed anti-democratic and, 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 and racially biased motive, uh, legislation to be either, uh, well, to be passed or, or, or civil rights legislation to be blocked. And we've been doing it for 150 years at the filibuster. By God, let's not stop it now, said Kristen Cinema. And, and, and curiously, shortly after that, a lot of people running for Senate, running in districts where a Republican uh, might have otherwise reasonably been expected to be the winner, <laughs> those people, those Democratic candidates for Senator, apparently, and, and again, I'm just taking this by a report, are now almost to the person running against not their Republican candidate as much as against Kristen Cinema, Because, you see, as long as she's able to hold that position, as long as she's being bought off by whoever her corporate people are, as long as she's able to, to keep the false notion that somehow having unjust voting laws is to the benefit of the American people and furthers our development as a more perfect union. As long as she's going to take that garishly false argument out there, 
than any one of a number of different uh, republic uh, people running against Republicans who might otherwise have a better shot at the seat, depending on the state. That becomes their argument. Now, do you want to have, you know, I, I will, I want to be the person who basically gets rid of, I want to be the 50th senator who can make this vote happen and who basically can overcome this horrible thing that is basically stopping our nation from moving forward. It's, it, I, I think it can be a convincing argument even against a Republican opponent, and putting a Republican opponent in the position of saying, I want to retain the filibuster forever so that we basically can stop social change. And, but to run against not just the Republican, but against a Democrat. Now, this is also designed clearly to bring out a lot more Democrats and get a lot more Democrats motivated, who might not otherwise, or, or with, with a president with a 33% approval rating at this point, at least via Quinnipiac. I'm, I'm sure there are other polls that may have him higher. This, this might get some motivation going. One would hope. But the big thing, the, the, the big thing, is this sense that nothing can be done to basically get to the big people on top. That an insurrection took place, we saw it, Donald Trump ran it. And there were tons of people up there with him, and we know all the stories of the people on the inside. And yet, well, you know, uh, uh, Merrick Garland over the Justice Department, he, he's, he's thinking about all this, and he's kind of sitting with it, and it, it well, I... And, and of course, the, the, the people who actually went in, the lower-level people... The, the, the guy with the horns and the QAnon guru or QAnon mascot, whatever the hell he is. Well, of course, no, they, they, they've all gotten their sentences. There are most of them or a lot of them are, are, are being you know, prosecuted under federal law and there are prison sentences being doled out and I don't know, whatever else goes on. And, and, and it just fulfills this, this, this sense that we have in this country generally that when something really bad happens, you go after the low-hanging fruit and the real perpetrators. Well, we don't want to touch them. But, but this wasn't just something like, well, you know, it would be embarrassing to talk about this. This was an insurrection. It was carried out at the behest of and under the direction of the, the sitting, then sitting president of the United States. Now, that means that the sitting president is attempting to undermine the country, the rule of law, basically defy and, and eviscerate constitution and constitutional processes. If we don't have the capacity as a country to go after people who would do this, if, if we're limited to just slapping at the low-hanging fruit and getting this one with the horns and the tattoos and getting that crazy person and this obvious one, and meanwhile, the big guys just, and the, big, the, biggest, the biggest fruit of all there, Trump, is still there preaching the same lie. He is perpetuating 
the very the very lie and the very the very uh, speech and 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 form, fomenting the same grievance and keeping the same anger going and knows and should know that he's doing that and he's doing it to this day right in the face of everybody this is classic trump double triple quadruple down who cares you can't touch me i've got lawyers oh you've got the federal government well i've got lawyers well, he's got lousy lawyers usually who just simple know, simply know how to file papers and know how to drag things out. And to, to people like me and, and you, it seems to be a working strategy. Drag it out, drag it out, drag it out, drag it out. It'll, it'll go away. By the time we get to next January, a year from now, and the new Congress is sworn in, at which point the committee investigating January 6th would cease to exist. These things only continue if it's picked up by a subsequent Congress. But it seems pretty likely right now that Republicans, and, and this, is, this is true generally, that a, a, a president that captures all three houses of Congress, it's rare that they don't lose at least one of them. Well, two houses of Congress in the presidency, it's rare that you don't lose at least one house of Congress in the midterms. You tend to lose. This is, this is part of the American pendulum in our voting thing. Now, every, all bets are off in the current era that we're in because of the insanity and the lies that everything is based on, that the Republicans really have nothing to present to the American people except grievance and anger. And that's what's holding the Republican Party together. We just talked about that a moment ago. But with the notion that this may all go away and go away without anything ever having been put out or no, real, no one really at the top being held accountable... That's a, that's a sickening thought that, that, that we, we don't have, we are a big, fat, blubbery country. The Constitution is this overstuffed, ancient Jabba the Hutt that can only basically bluster and say a lot of stuff, but can't even defend itself when it's attacked at its core, that for everything that it says and all the wonderful uh, exhortations about what we should be as a country and how great a, a society composed of people basically who all have the free, in, free vote and have franchise, for everything that we say about ourselves, our, our constant desire to form a, a more perfect union and everything else, we can't even protect ourselves against a direct shot, not across the bow, into the heart. Just can't do it. We, well, we have to go through the right processes. It's, it, it, it's, it, it's got to be done correctly. Um, that might be challenged, that notion, and, and that's been out there forever. The fact that we are just beyond protecting ourselves and, 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 of course, the, the whole Christian cinema uh, business, and I think Manchin probably, too. Again, they're being paid by people to basically screw with or allow the screwing with our elections. There's a glimmer, a glimmer of hope that, has, uh, that came out yesterday afternoon. Um, a indictment came down from the Justice Department and something called seditious conspiracy 
was charged against a guy by the name, his last name is Rose. I can't think of his first name. He's the guy with the eye patch. You've seen him. He, look, he, he, looks, like, uh, he looks like, you know, some kind of a, a pirate that seems to be his, his imagery. But he's the head of a group called the Oath Keepers. And he and about seven or eight of his top people, and it's, it was a fairly, is a fairly well-organized group. And they are basically uh, dedicated to, I don't know, uh, you know I, I don't think they have a, uh, they, they, maybe they have a, uh, uh, a, a constitution of their own, maybe they have a statement of purpose, maybe there are some corporate papers that define, are the equivalent thereof. But what they were in terms of January 6th was a group that by virtue of their writings, by virtue of the information that went back and forth on all of the different social media platforms, were doing a number of things. They were collecting guns. They were storing them. They were preparing to storm the Capitol. They were preparing to protect Roger Stone. They were part and parcel. There was planning and planning and planning with the intention written intention of basically undoing this election at the bidding of Donald Trump, this is in their writings, and essentially overturning the election, putting Donald Trump back in there, or if not, basically preparing for what they said afterwards, if this wasn't going to work, be prepared for Civil War 2.0. This is a group that is stocking away guns, storming the Capitol, preparing to protect Roger Stone, and a few other things. And the leader of this group, a guy named Rose, who, by the way, is a Yale-educated lawyer, it winds up. Looks like, looks like he's playing pirate someplace. But he's a Yale-educated lawyer. This, this is another disturbing aspect of all of what's been going on of late. How many, this is not just some Yahoo in East Dirt, Kentucky, basically, who obviously, you know, came out from under a rock and has no idea what's going on and is, is just the most susceptible fool in the world. No, these are people who clearly know better, who clearly understand what's at stake, who clearly understand the, the, the constitutional basis of the country and the functioning of the Constitution, and see an opportunity for some kind of group or self-aggrandizement in lieu of preserving that which, as an attorney certainly, you take an oath to defend, wherever, wherever you're admitted in the bar. And that's, that's, even, that, that's just a, another interesting uh, addendum to this particular situation with this particular guy. Now, seditious conspiracy, it winds up has two or three different uh, uh, components to it, or, or alternative ways in which you can find yourself afoul of this federal law. One of them involves arms. One of them involves open planning to prevent the operation of government. One of them involves overtaking government facilities. It, it winds up that the Oath Keepers, when you look at what the record shows that they did, 
If you look at the documentation, I haven't studied it carefully, but I think I'm going to take a shot at this after the show today, looking precisely at what the indictment says. These guys were so in line with everything demanded by the, that, that basic, all the predicates for triggering the seditious conspiracy law. It, it's mind-boggling. It's as though they, they had the law hanging on the wall and said, how can we make sure that we are covered, that we have done everything offensive to the Constitution and the, and the country possible? And then, of course, and no one's ever going to go after us. So we'll really prove. I, I, I wonder if Rose, their leader, essentially uh, almost was flaunting his ability to <laughs> defy the... I don't, I don't know how these people think. It's, it, but they've been thinking like this, you know, forever. You, you've seen this type of thing forever. There's, it always comes down to power, money, control, uh, all those nice little fascistic things that kind of were earlier in the 20th century. Um, but, I, but why a, a Yale-educated lawyer would be in charge of this, I don't know. It, what happens here, though, is that there is this moment where up to now, with no one doing anything, and it seems as though it's a free-for-all, and, and, and no one's ever going to, no one towards the top is ever going to face any kind of a reckoning. Suddenly, a group, an entire, a, a major group, well, major, they, they, they were, you know, these are the ones that was, uh, stand back and stand by, you know, that was Trump to them. I mean, you know, a not exactly, uh, you know, uh, a carefully uh, hidden uh, notion. You can't speak anything too carefully or, or be too subtle because then the base won't get a grievance rush out of it. You have to say it in a way that keeps people angry and goes, yeah. You know, so the 75 or 75, 70, 75% basically want Donald to, you know, go there, just keep going. But it is, it's a glimmer of hope that, wait a minute, the next step after this, if you've gone after this organization and they were part of what they were going to do was protect Roger Stone, and Roger Stone is as far on the inside as a human being could be, well, where else might you be going? And how quickly might you be going there? January 6th commission. Uh, and, and, and might you actually, contrary to everything that we're, that we're being led to believe and everything that unfortunately we're, most of us are feeling on the progressive liberal democratic side of the aisle here, we might actually have the beginnings of justice for the people at the top, including, yeah, Donald. And, and what happened with the Oath Keepers, with Rose and several others, the top people in the indictment? Immediately taken into federal custody. That's what you do. That's what happens to people who are charged with seditious conspiracy. Taken into custody. Not, not well, we'll negotiate with their lawyers whether or not they might appear and answer questions before the committee. No. No, an indictment goes down, and these people find themselves in jail. 
or, well, yeah, they're taken into custody. Where do you keep people? You, well, they're not being put up in hotels. They're, they're, not, being, they're not being left in... Could you, could you stay at Mar-a-Lago for a while and we'll let you know before the... Tr- just, just stay down there. Donald will probably have nice rooms for you. No. You are incarcerated. And I imagine, like with any, with any uh, in, uh, you know, arraignment that'll come, there'll be a question of bail pending trial. I have a feeling that people accused of seditious conspiracy against the United States of America, if you've gone that far, if you're being charged with literally attempting to take down the country, taking out its constitution, taking out its free elections, my guess is the, the, arraign, the arraigning uh, justice, federal justice, however, wherever these arraignments take place, it will not be prone to granting bail. Now, extrapolate with me. It's, it, it, may be, it may be a bit of fantasy in here also. But if Donald Trump is at the head of this entire thing, and we all saw it, we can pretend, we can pretend, well, well, can we wrap a statute around that, though? I mean, yes, we all know what he did, but can we touch him? We really, we really can't touch him. Or we really don't want to change the, the, the election laws to make them fair again because, well, people, you know, both sides, we can, we can all raise money complaining about what the other side did. We don't want to make things right. The pharmaceutical company, we don't want to cure you. We simply want to sustain your illness. That's how we make money. We don't want to make things better, says the Senate, or says the Republicans in the Senate, and and too often says any politician at any level, because our, our laws in this country allow us to raise a hell of a lot of money on grievance, and grievance can be generated from, from any source. I, I, I think th- this might be different. And again, might. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to jump the gun on this. But my sense is, if you can bring in and, and use this seditious conspiracy statute to take down in one fell swoop, the entire leadership of a group like the Oath Keepers, one of Donald's you know, pet organizations that he you know, was keeping in his hip pocket ready. And Donald is obviously the reason they did what they did. And we know that they were coming to protect Roger Stone. That's in the, the papers about this entire thing. And we know who Stone is in relationship to Donald. And we know, simply because we all saw it on TV, that Donald said, go to the Capitol and do this stuff because the election was stolen. And how far a leap is it to use the same seditious conspiracy? I mean, there has to be. It's a conspiracy. There's at least two people. Well, Donald and plenty others. Donald is not just working on his own. But how far a leap is it to bring Donald, Rudy, and a bunch of others under the same ruling? How far is it to bring a number of members of Congress 
who were working and talking directly to Donald Trump during that entire time, before and after, before, during, and after, to bring them in under this same law, to basically perp walk them from wherever they are to a federal courthouse or to a federal jail pending arraignment and then putting them in and, and hold them in jail pending trial. How, how, how unthinkable is that? Let, let me try this another way. How unthinkable is it that that doesn't happen? How unthinkable is it that we don't, if you've gone this far, is this supposed to satisfy us? Is this enough? We really don't want to set a precedent dealing with a sitting president who basically tries to take the country down. We're afraid of what that might unleash. Or should you be more afraid of what will be unleashed if you don't? If you don't show that there is equal treatment under the laws of this country. And when now it's more obvious than ever legally, factually, that Donald Trump essentially orchestrated a, an attempted coup and an effective insurrection. Insurrection doesn't require uh, actually effect, uh, winning, winning the, you know, taking over. That's, uh, because if you were, you'd change the laws instantly and make yourself, you know, basically uh, immune to further po any prosecution for your acts. No, that's not how the insurrection law works. And it's the same here with the, with the uh, you know, seditious conspiracy. You don't have to actually achieve the end that you had in mind. It's the action against the government. It's the action against the laws of the country. It's not free speech. No, it's not protected First Amendment. It's not saying you don't have a right to be pissed off and go pretty damn far in what you say and what you yell about and everything. It's when you act, when you conspire, when people conspire together to specifically take down this government. Even the President of the United States has First Amendment rights. He should be held to higher standards. We legally don't seem to have the basis for doing that. But with bringing seditious conspiracy charges against the Oath Keeper, leaders, and everybody else. I, I, I think we're on the right path here. I, I only hope that we continue on that path. And the notion that, well, you know, if we ever charged Donald directly, there would be a civil... No, there won't be a civil war. They'll be yelling and screaming and bitching and moaning... But there'll be facts to base it, back it up. Well, now, you, now I want you to do Biden too while you're at it. You know, but no, Biden didn't start. A con how, do you, how, how do you weigh that? I'm asking you. Well, you know, we, 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 we really got to, we got to, we got, we, we really shouldn't touch Donald because, you know, he's toxic. He's nuclear. If you touch him, the bomb will go. Is that how you approach it? If we, if we actually hold him to account for his crimes, if the government that he basically defied and defiled 
the office that he defied and defiled, comes back at him and charges him with crimes against the country. Are we basically destroying the country? Or are we ultimately making it stronger? Is there going to be a problem with it? You betcha. It ain't going to be easy. But I just don't see how you go this far. Seditious conspiracy, laying it out in detail. I can't imagine that the information is not already with the January 6th commission and sitting in the Justice Department. And Neil Gorsuch is looking at it, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Merrick Garland is looking at it day by day and is in the process of formulating indictments right now. I can't imagine it's not there. Liz Cheney, who I think is getting a little bit too much respect and love from Democrats these days for simply being an American citizen and doing her duty, but in any event, she has, she has so much as said, it's there, and there's going to be so much more coming out of this. I, 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 think, I think this is going to be a, an interesting uh, several months ahead that the, the conclusion or the, the period leading up to the 2022 election is going to be saturated or be dominated by some very, very interesting events, some very interesting legal, novel, just never-before events that Americans are going to have to absorb and consider as they think about uh, the congressional elections and, and many other elections. They're gubernatorial, they're local, there's all sorts of things going on. But what do you want in charge in America when the titular leader of the party who refuses to go so far as to admit to that he lost, do you want to bring control back to a House and Senate of the United States Congress that is beholden, a Republican majority, that is beholden to a guy who has now been indicted for crimes against the nation. Is, is that what you want? Is that the America you want? People who are beholden to a criminal. And if he is indicted, keep in mind, remember, Financially, he's gone. Every bank with every loan is legally, according to most, I believe, just about every charter of every bank in the world and federal charters, state charters, everything else, to withdraw his loans, to, pull, to instantly pull back his loans. If, if, and he has signed for everything. He basically, if indicted, is sunk financially. He knows this. The Republican Party knows this. Can they possibly, can the January 6th Commission, can Merrick Garland and the Justice Department, having gone as far as they've gone now with the Oath Keepers, not go forward and do the obvious and necessary to protect this Constitution and this country? Stay tuned. And, and, and stay tuned because David Bach is coming. It's Friday here. It's Friday the 14th of January. 
we live in interesting times. David has a gift for laying out the most interesting aspects of those times. I know many of you tune in just to hear him on Fridays, rightfully so. And he'll be joining us, I'm sure, with comments uh, certainly apropos to some of what we've been discussing so far. All of that after a little jazz. This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. 
Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to center-left radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Think of it this way. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can on a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make center-left radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident and as we seek to hold the House Democrats accountable for the promises they made to the American people during the last election. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Center Left Radio, thank you. You're listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. And you're listening to us on the web at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. Uh, it's Yes, you know it's Friday, and uh, I know, and uh, certainly the guy on the other end of this line right now knows that, and I'm looking forward to hearing a lot that he might have to say about a lot of what we've discussed already, and I can, well, why delay any longer? David, what's on your mind? Well, there's a lot happening. There's, and it's a lot. And so if you want to hear more of how I talk about the things that are happening, you can follow me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash freshfacesnewideas, and you can follow me on Twitter at facesideas. Right. Um, look, there's not a lot of good news. I mean, there is some good news in the sense that uh, it certainly looks like we know just how criminal the January 6th stuff was in the attempt to overturn the election. Right. Um that that stuff is coming every day and it's just getting wilder and wilder. Uh, so on one hand, for all the people who were saying, oh, there's no insurrection charge, so it couldn't be an insurrection. First off, just because a charge is not filed doesn't mean the act didn't do that. Sometimes if you run over somebody with a car, you're not charged with murder, you're charged with vehicular manslaughter. Exactly. Doesn't mean you didn't murder a person. So just because there wasn't an insurrection charge doesn't mean it was an insurrection. Exactly. Speaking of that, though, there have now been 11 charges of seditious conspiracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that, we can now put that talking point to bed. That's, that, that's, that is a, a hell of a charge. Um, I was listening to uh, Conway, uh, Kellyanne's husband, 
this morning. I, I caught him on Morning Joe, and I've, I'm always amazed that the two of them apparently are still married. But in any event, George Conway, and he, he may, he's a very, very erudite constitutional lawyer. And he made the point that this is a rare, rarely used in our history. It takes a hell of a lot. Well, first of all, I mean, there just aren't that many seditious conspiracies that typically take place. Very few of them fomented by a sitting president. I mean, it's just a we're in a unique situation one way or the other. But he went through three major areas of the law, and it's as though the Oath Keepers and this guy Rose, their head, their head honcho, who I gather is a Yale attorney also, it's like they were going out of their way to fit exactly into the specific parameters of that law and to do all of the offenses that the law offers as, alt as alternate offenses. You could do this or, or that, that, that. And they did them all. <laughs> I was amazed at this. Yeah, but to me, the bigger one is the state electors one. Yeah. So I think we're up to seven now. Is that right? Uh, the state electors, the the, 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 the ones who, who basically uh, lied about they, who they, they They forged fake ones. Yeah, they, they forged their papers, and it, they did it in, in plain sight. They, they, they said, we're, we're electing ourselves, and they walked in, yeah. Was it yeah, seven? So I, I'm I not think, even sure of the number. I'm not sure. I, I think the last count was seven. Okay. Um, now, I'm not entirely keeping up to date because this, this keeps getting bigger every day. And yeah. Yesterday, there was a lot of other things happening. That does seem illegal. Um, it, it certainly does seem illegal to just forge uh, these type of documents and send them to the National Archive or send them to Congress. That, that right. seems like something that you should uh, be arresting people for. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, you know. So the reason I want to talk about this also, Kevin McCarthy's decided he's not going to cooperate with the January 6th commission. Yeah. Because, you know, reasons. Uh, the, the beauty of this is this has to be a pillar of what they're running on or why the Republicans can't take power. That's right. Uh, That's right. Because they're, they're not going to be able to pass anything else. And we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the, like the breadth of which they went out of their way, both nonviolently and violently and legal and illegal to overturn this election gets stupider and deeper every single day yeah 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 and the most frustrating part is america like the american people like yeah we don't actually care and well, they're, they're, i don't understand that they're like they're no one's i was having i was having a great conversation with my wife last night at dinner uh, we were out last night and 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 we were just talking about this it's like how has your life changed was was kind of what we were talking about. And yeah, there's COVID and all that. But but how has our lives or how has anyone that we know, how has their lives changed if they weren't caught up in this in the net of the lower of the, of the low hanging fruit that invaded the Capitol that day? But that's the way these things always are. The people up top and life in general hasn't really change and there's this sense that we've simply we've simply diluted 
that day. I think a lot of people are coming away with that sense that the impact of it really is nothing but another Donald Trump made-for-TV, you know, uh, show. It's basically a reality TV show. You can watch it and listen to it, but it doesn't really have an impact. It's as though the country basically is nothing. The Constitution is this massive rubber band that's just going to snap back, so we don't have to really do anything about it, and we're free to continue our grievancing. That's 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 what we were talking about. I don't know if you you would you would feel the same way. Yeah, maybe, but I think a lot of it's just been doubt because, like, if you look at polling, you can see that like Republicans believe what happened. Um, that day better than seventy percent. Better than seventy percent of them still do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they also believe that it was left wing agitators who did it. Yeah, so, that's right. Like, like those are conflicting. Those are conflicting ideas, which is not surprising that you would hold them. Well, you, the real important thing we have to talk about is um, the Biden legislative agenda is essentially over. Uh, Joe Manchin has killed the, the, the Build Back Better, and Kirsten Sinema has killed uh, voting rights. Now, let's be clear. Joe Manchin is doing these things almost entirely based on corruption. Kirsten Sinema yeah. is a ghoul. Like, it is incredible how fast she flipped. And apparently there's reporting that she thinks she's going to run in 24 for president. Um, oh, my and, God. Really? She's yeah. that delusional? We have, we, have, we have someone in our party that's that delusional? Wow. Well, we have wow. lots of people in our party who are that delusional. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it, but that's like, look, to be clear, their argument on the filibuster is both not historic and not accurate. And doesn't make sense to anything. So this idea that like Mansion and Cinema are like, oh, I refuse to weaken the filibuster one iota because it is sacred and it brings bipartisanship. Even though literally today, a month ago today, they voted to do exactly that. Yeah, yeah. To weaken the filibuster so they could pass this. Yeah. How do you think you pass the the American Rescue Plan? Right. That's a carve out in the filibuster. Right. How do you think the three Supreme Court justices who just said, hey, if you get COVID at work, sucks to suck. Um, Tough. Got onto the bench. OSHA. OSHA. They weakened the filibuster. OSHA has no right to do anything to protect workers. <laughs> OK, thank you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It yeah. is. And again, look, Joe, Joe Biden's going to talk to Manchin Cinema. I don't know what you can do to move cinema. I don't think there is things. I think you I think it's probably easier to try to move Markowski than it is cinema. And I think to Manchin, you tell him, look, you've killed my agenda at this point. I'm not going to win you over on these things. So I'm just going to burn you down. And, and that's I'm what gonna, you have I'm to do. Have the, the DOJ open an investigation into Milan and see whether or not your daughter is criminally responsible for price gouging people who need EpiPens because there's evidence to prove that. Go for it. Go for it. If you're going to, you, you, you take me down, I take you down. Yeah. Yeah. And for, and for cinema, just be like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to primary you. And, and honestly, you don't care. I, I think the issue, the thing he has to figure out is I'm going to make sure Joe, uh, uh, Chuck Schumer schedules as many events and votes for when you need to go do your internships as possible. Cause that's like the only thing she cares about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. Look, because it's all, they have effectively killed the Biden administration in, in one year. Um, and I'm really glad that they're like, oh, progressives are the reason. 
Um, and then if we lose the House or the Senate in the midterms, uh, people are going to say, oh, it's because it's defund the police or we moved too far to the left. Here, here's something that I'm that I heard. Uh, I've, I've heard it in two different locations. Uh, as soon as Cinema finished, uh, and she did something on the floor of the Senate yesterday, wasn't wasn't she saying all this crap? Was it yesterday? Yeah, I she think? fake cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just after that, a number of people who are running or considering running for Senate on the Democratic side, essentially, basically began raising money, campaigning off of being against cinema. Apparently, this is this is this couldn't have been a knee-jerk reaction any more than January sixth was a knee-jerk reaction, or all the laws basically making it harder to vote were a knee-jerk reaction. No, this is planned, and and they suddenly said, "Okay, that's it. We now begin raising money off of her, and we feel that we can weaken our Republican opponent, or at least." get more Democrats anxious and ready and, and furious and come out to vote, that it'll give us a better chance against our otherwise favored Republican rivals. Have you heard about that at all? No, but I also understand, like, I do understand that argument. Um, you know, the, but the, this always compounds with the, the rotating villain uh, theory. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, um, look, it's... Like, the voting rights stuff is is nonsense. So there's this is my problem when they talk about the voting rights stuff. Don't focus on the voter ID. It's it's a nonsense talking point. It's, yeah. Look, voter ID is, if you're going to focus on voter ID, don't be like, oh, it's Jim Crow 2.0. All you say is very simply, not every state has voter ID. There is no noticeable difference in voter fraud in states that have voter ID or states that don't have voter ID. If you want to implement voter ID, what you do is in the Freedom to Vote Act. What it does is automatic voter registration as soon as you turn 18 or as soon as you become a citizen. And at that point, you get to set you get a universal card yeah. sent from the government as an ID. The, and you the, can use other forms of right. identification. The, 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 government, the government uses its own forms of identification of you to go ahead and send you the very ID that everybody is claiming you don't have. We create the ID, which is kind of like, duh. I mean, how else, what other, what other source is going to create the ID? And, 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 and the argument is like completely backwards the way it's getting out there. But of course, that's all you have to do when people don't feel that they're really jeopardizing the country or their way of life or anything else. So you just go ahead and you come up with, with dumbass grievances that fall apart the moment someone like you with a brain goes ahead and, and shows what the hell the story is. And also, this is the part they should have been piping on. It's not about who actually does the vote, which does matter because the uh, I, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a there was a tweet by the Texas uh, Republicans that basically said, if you can wait hours online for a COVID shot, you can wait hours for light on to vote. <laughs> Gee, which, how thoughtful of them, <laughs> which is wrong for so many reasons. I mean, one being, where do you start? One of, those, <laughs> one of those is a is a right. The other one is wrong, neither of which are good, so their answer to two bad things is more bad things. Yeah, but 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 like again the real issue with these voting bills is not who votes. It's who counts the votes. 
Yeah. It's the ability to remove. Well, it's it's both, David. It's 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 really both, though. I mean, you know, I mean. Well, yes, but but look, but let, let, let's be honest. Like, if you wanted to, you can. You can um, mobilize around voter ID laws. Sure. You can mobilize around longer lines. You can vote, mobilize around having less days to vote. Those are things you can overcome through effort. You cannot overcome through effort the ability to send different electors. Now, the ability to to right. to make votes invalid. Of like, you of, cannot do that. Of the That's number the of state of the states that actually of the Republican legislatures that did that. Not every one of them has that poison pill in it. But I think of the, oh, Lord, I, ha, I, you know, I, I meant to have this with me during the show today, but I don't. I have a great summary of all the different voting uh, laws that were put out. And I'm going to be using it uh, for another show uh, shortly, in, in the, I think our next show. Um, but not every state did it. But, of course, the states that basically would be key swing states are where they basically allowed for a political appointee or group of appointees to just come in, create another slate of electors, and change the whole damn thing simply because they feel... I think there might be something wrong-ish here, which is so nuts and so anti-everything, and if it were fully challenged, it should be, there should be constitutional challenges against it. That's the other thing that I can't quite wrap my head around. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't this have gone up the chain of judicial review and basically been kicked out already in most of these states? It makes no sense that you can do this, but here we are. Well, yeah, let, let's also, right, that, that's a good segue into the Supreme Court. They're going to lose. If they bring these cases uh, arguing against these bills in the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is going to side with the cases. They absolutely, they're going to side with the laws. This Supreme Court is incredibly hostile to voting rights. They're incredibly hostile to anything left-leaning. And they don't even try to hide it. This yeah. is that the, like, it's not, it's not a joke. Yeah. They, they basically ruled yesterday that part of their like the things in their ruling so gorsuch included uh ron Klein's text or tweet about it he um they they said that just because you can get covid at work doesn't mean anything because you could also get covid at uh the grocery store you get covid at sporting events and festivals but you know the problem being there that you don't have to go to a sporting event exactly you have to go to work yep Yep, of course, of course. And this also like chips away generally at OSHA. Like the 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 argument here is, oh, you know, this is essentially a flu. You can't you can't you know legislate this because it's you know it's not so bad. Like even their first day. So like the one, the the big quote the first day was that Gorsuch said that hundreds of thousands of people died from the flu, and then they reframed it to have it say instead of uh, and to have a comma. So it's hundreds or thousands of people had died from the flu. Yeah. Which is not a good argument, seeing that hundreds of thousands of people have died from COVID. Yeah, so of course. The answer to it being, oh, we can't handle this because it's an extenuating circumstance, and therefore OSHA has no power here, doesn't make any sense. And 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 the and and I, I read a I read a brief summary of the dissenting opinion of the three rational justices there, and they made exactly that point. I mean, it just it just there was no 
rational or historic basis for the ruling of the six conservatives unless there was a predefined notion in their heads that this is where they were going to go because we just don't like anything to do with, with protecting labor. We're just going to keep knocking this down. It, I, 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 you know, I, I try to give the court a little benefit of the doubt. I can't give it any in this case. It's just ugly. It's ugly law all along. But yeah, you know. it is. And the people celebrating it, to be clear, are terrible people. Yeah, sure. They're going to like, for example, uh, Delta is usually the one that's used. So Delta, prior to to having uh, implemented the vaccine mandate, I think was losing a single one person was dying a day at Delta from COVID. Yeah. Um, since then, like ninety seven percent of their workforce has been vaccinated. They've had like eight thousand cases and zero deaths in eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the idea that this is effective or isn't effective is nonsense. Of course. Like there was also course. recently an article uh, making the rounds that this year, like, was the largest year in cop fatalities since, like, the 60s. Yeah. Except if you look at the, the article and you look at the numbers, of the, like, 400 officers who have died, 300-plus died from COVID. Exactly. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't because they got murdered at Black Lives Matter rallies. No, 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 no. COVID, COVID. And, and most and, of them probably uh, arrogant guys who basically, and women who basically uh, didn't feel that they uh, needed to be vaccinated. Yeah, and then their union defended them for being vaccinated. Of course, of course, of course, of course. But that's because we have turned science into politics. That, that scientific fact, uh, because it, it's always been a, a, a fertile place to get little minds or angry people or grievance-laden sorts of people to kind of come together and find a place to, to smash up against the system or something like that. This is custom-made for that. It's happened throughout history. And it's happening again. And it's happening even though it works to the detriment of the very people who are protesting against vaccines and masks. It's, it, you know, it, it's crazy, but, it, but it's also not a permission slip to stop doing stuff about it. Right. And this is like, this is the other thing too, because like this also puts into like a whole bunch of different conspiracies. Like, you know how every conspiracy theory is like oh a random person's death is because they were going to turn on the clintons right well now right. it's every every major person's death is because of covid yeah so two like prime examples yeah first off the people who do this are just like the absolute worst um when betty white died uh they pretended it was because they made up a fake quote about her with the boosters then dinesh d'souza who i cannot believe is like a real person he's the dumbest political commentator in a like and when I say that, I'm being serious. This man, in a system where we legalize bribery of politicians, went to prison for trying to bribe the politician. Like, <laughs> That's pretty dumb. <laughs> we, um, we, legalized bribery happens 24 hours a day in politics. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, he tweeted an article, or fake tweeted. Like, he said this isn't a real tweet, but it's on his Twitter, and he didn't do it. And it said, we finally know the cause of Betty White's death. Yeah, she was 90 years old. She was an old lady. That's what killed her. Not well, she was a hundred. She was nearly a hundred years old, actually. But okay, you know. <laughs> but the better one is Candace Owens. 
Candace Owens went on this this spiel like, oh, mitochidosis is killing all these people. That's the only reason Bob Saget died and you're a conspiracy theorist for, for talking about this. Now, there's two things to this. If you're a crazy person who believes this, I want you to figure out why, whenever they're referring to this, they never actually use any numbers. Yeah, okay. They just, they just refer to it in broad terms because the numbers aren't there. Yeah. First off, Bob Saget, as far as we know, we don't have a cause of death. I think he had a heart attack because uh, that, that seems like the type of thing that would have just randomly killed the guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, there's a number of reasons where you could get mitochidosis. Mostly COVID. You're yeah. four times more likely to get mitochidosis from infe being infected with COVID than you are from getting the vaccine. Also, when we talk about you can get it from the vaccine, we're talking astronomically stupid num small numbers. Yeah. Like, yeah. the J&J &J is always the example I'm going to use until I find, uh, until I bother to look up data on uh, Johnson Johnson Moderna. J&J &J gave 16 million doses of their, their one-shot vaccine. So it's 16 million people, of which 56 had a mitocardiosis incident, which led to nine deaths. Yep. It's going to happen. Yeah, sure. And that No that vaccine is without potential side effects. Of course, of course. If you if you can't do the math on that, I don't know what to tell you. And also, again, we can do big numbers. There have been, like, people vaccinated just in the U.S. as we've had COVID cases, and there have been, I think it was 32,000 was the number of vaccinated people who died of COVID. Yeah. That's like 4,000% less deaths. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a nice round figure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. On yeah. five times as many on five times as many people, that seems like a, a important thing. Yeah, and I would also, say. This is very quickly. Um, the, I'm going to take the, the anti-vax argument for a second. So yeah. their argument is the vaccine doesn't work at all because people can still spread COVID. They can still get infected. They can still die from that. By the same token, natural immunity doesn't work. So the study they always point to is the Israeli study where it says that it's 16 times more effective um, than regular studies. But there's no study that argues natural immunity that doesn't also compound it with saying being vaccinated with natural immunity is better than just natural immunity itself. Of course. Um, and also... There's two other problems with that, or a couple other problems with that. One, you can be reinfected with COVID. Most notably, Glenn Beck has now been reinfected with COVID again. Ben, Glenn Beck is not vaccinated. Bolsonaro has been vaccinated, has been not been vaccinated, and he's gotten COVID three times. Mm. And even anecdotally, every time somebody comes on my stream and argues this, I ask them for even anecdotal evidence that a person who is vaccinated has been infected with COVID twice. There's no answer to that. Yeah, well, th th this is, again, I would imagine the people who would be coming on your stream and arguing with you are basically coming there thinking, maybe they imagine that, 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 that a sort of a, fact, a factless argument and simply a grievance will somehow overcome any logic. But what they walk away with, and, and this is the part that I find so, this is the frustrating part. 
Just being laden with grievance seems to be enough. Facts are meaningless to this people. Basically, the simple thing is they've done their duty by going head to head with you. They don't expect, and they don't expect under any circumstances that they would change their mind because you had better facts. No, facts are fungible. Facts are totally yours and mine. That's the mentality that's out there right now. So that they're, we're, we're, we're really trying to, to fortify our own base here on the Democratic and progressive and liberal side to get everybody unified to do something that can move the country in the right direction because we're not going to basically change anybody on the other side. They're trapped. As long as Donald Trump is still this figurehead who runs free and basically can still say that the election was stolen and could have fomented an insurrection and is facing no justice, they can believe whatever the hell they want and no argument against them really is meaningful in any way. They, they don't want to, they, they, they're immune to being convinced otherwise. That, at least when you're arguing politically. And on that, I, I, just, just one final thought for you that I want to throw out there. With the, um, with the indictments for, for, seditious, for, for the conspiracy indictment that just came down uh, against the Oath Keepers, do you think, do you see a possibility from where you sit that this will go higher up, as high as the president possibly, Donald Trump? That they'll no, that they'll, no that they'll be indictments. That they'll be indictments. Oh, of indictments of Trump. I would yeah. hope so. Yeah. Um, this certainly is a is a nice, uh, um, a nice uh, step forward. But like, it has to be basically before the midterms. Yeah, of course, of if, course. If serious, if serious, um, if if serious charges aren't done before then, it's it's kind of meaningless because there won't be any backing. I I, I exactly I totally agree. And of course, after the midterm, once a new Congress comes in, if in fact it happens to be a Republican House, and that that's not guaranteed, but it looks like it could be going in that direction. Of course, the one six commission. Well, the one six commission evaporates with this Congress anyway, and the Republicans uh, running the place will most certainly not uh, re uh, re up its existence. So, of course, it all has to happen in the next. Uh, well, within within one year, less than a year, be uh, the, even through the election, through the next, through the swearing in of the next Congress. David, uh, we have a fascinating year ahead of us. Um, I, I don't know where this is going. I know it's not looking good right now, but uh, things, are, things are, are percolating, and there are ugly things happening. There are some hopeful things happening, and, and the trick is to not become disengaged and i say this to to our listeners and to anyone on the on the democratic liberal progressive side of things don't become disengaged don't become uh, basically uh, just angered and 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 not even so much grievance because grievance for the republicans is a motivation for us it would be malaise basically just sort of dropping out emotionally and politically please don't do that our only chance to basically preserve this country and to preserve this constitution right now is if we, the people on the rational side of the equation, 
maintain some sense of commitment and some sense of dedication to the fundamentals of our Constitution. We're the only ones who are going to do it. By God, it ain't going to be the Republicans. They're a lost cause right now, and they're just going to have to evolve their way through history into something more functional if we're going to survive as a recognizable Jeffersonian democracy. With that, David, once again, uh, tell people where they can listen to you and see you. Twitch.tv slash Fresh Faces New Ideas, or you can follow me on Twitter at Faces Ideas. Excellent. And I, and, I, and I hope more and more people do. I hope Center Left Radio contributes to, to upping your numbers because you deserve to be listened to and seen. Uh, with that, I wish everybody a pleasant weekend here up in, uh, in central Westchester in the Northeast. It promises to be another one of these meteorologically uh, uh, schizophrenic sort of events. But uh, plenty to think about, and always there's always the chance of relaxing and sitting back. That's, that's, that's obligatory. We do it here on Center Left Radio with a little more jazz. Listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. With the indictment of the Oath Keepers under charges of seditious conspiracy, the pathway is open to going after Donald and others. They're all part of the same conspiracy, clearly. Now, if we choose not to, we will suffer inexorably. The country will. If we finally do the right thing, there will be difficulty as well, but the country might be saved. <laughs>